the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It is Thursday. That means COVID briefing coming up at 1. I want to... um. I want to first start off, though, on this Thursday talking about, you know, I am uh, still sad, the death of the great Rush Limbaugh yesterday, and talk a little bit about him, the impact that he had burst on the scene in, think of that, it was August of 1988, the end of the uh, final few months of of the Reagan second term. And folks, what Rush did was he really picked up the Reagan mantle. Rush was an incredible communicator. Rush Limbaugh was great on the radio. He changed radio. Think about that. At the time, even just locally, talk radio was seen as something that they used to have it at night. They didn't have it during the during the day. It was something like done at night. Um, and 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 I and as far as syndication, and as far as syndication, it certainly wasn't anything like that. It was so different. He realized that there was a real void and an opportunity to fill a, a hole of the biased media and point out the biased media. And this was then, you know, you had President Bush, 41, then was the president from 1988 to 1992. And at when, when Bush lost, and, and always remember, the reason he did it was really because of Ross Perot. If that had been President Bush just against Bill Clinton, he would have beat Clinton. What really helped Bill Clinton was... People were kind of disillusioned for different reasons, and they rewarded Ross Perot, who just was a fixture on Larry King, and uh, and gave him a large enough percentage of the vote that Bill Clinton got in. But at that time, there was talk like, well, that was going to be the end of Rush because, you know, how is he going to survive without someone in the White House? It was just actually the beginning. And during the course of the 90s with Bill Clinton in office, he and Al Gore, Rush just absolutely exploded. And he had the television show. When you think about his TV show that I was fortunate enough to attend, and as many of you know, so I was on Newsmax this morning talking about I, I actually got to know Rush and worked with him in New York. Great influence on me. He was so generous. Uh, gave me great advice about the business. Was just an amazing guy to be around. Rush Limbaugh. Rush was the same off air as he was on air. He was just, he was obviously, he was very dramatic on air, but incredible communicator i mean he could just tell a story he was very well read he would just absorb information but at the time people thought like what's he going to do now and it was just the beginning i mean he stopped that whole clinton thing of two for one and hillary care and she was going to take it over it was rush that defeated that and that was that famous moment where bill clinton said well the problem is people need to stop listening to rush limbaugh now it changed Rush's life forever after that because he then had to have security. His life was threatened. When you want to talk about the cancel culture, there were different people that people wanted to cancel. Uh, Howard Stern, they want, people always you know, wanted to knock off the air because they thought he was outrageous in some of the things that he said. But with Rush, it was all just about his ideas. They didn't like his view of conservatism. He, he never considered, called himself a Republican. He obviously supported the Republicans, and he was the strongest voice to the Republicans. But he showed and demonstrated the way to point out the hypocrisy was to just illustrate the bias of the media, the ridiculousness of the left. And he went from that to, uh, you know, and then obviously it was uh, different under President Bush, uh, 43, the son, W. Bush. And then during the Obama years, Rush was relevant right up to the end. You know, it's also amazing when you think about it. It's, It's not like he's been retired for a while. He was still working. Now, he was dealing with different rounds of chemo. He hadn't been able to do the show as much as he had done in the past. A lot of fill-ins. It was taking a lot out of him. Um, that What's also too bad is if President Trump was still in office, I, I think you know there's just such an outpouring. And like many of you, I was sad yesterday. You know, In this area, he was on the air uh, down the dial from 90, uh, 88 until right around 2008, and then he bounced over to where his last home was. And 20 years, 
down, uh, you know, down the dial, and they they didn't even really do anything about. It. I mean, he was he was big time. Rush was as big as it got. No one had a bigger audience. No one had more influence. And and I also concur with those that have said you wouldn't have had a Fox News. Um, Roger Ailes, who worked on his television show, Roger Ailes was the brain power of Fox News. Roger Ailes, who brought the whole scripted element idea to Rupert Murdoch. Um, Roger Ailes worked on the Rush Limbaugh television show and saw the appeal and saw, what if you have someone, you know, you don't have a lot of guests. It was just him, him and the callers, but he could go a full hour. You know, the monologue was incredible. The sound clips, it was always up. There was nothing he missed. He was always up on everything. Um, always well thought out. Just so interesting, great conversationalist. But he and, and Rush was alone. Rush was like Elvis. You know, remember the Beatles used to say, at least they had each other when the Beatles met Elvis. Elvis was alone. Rush was alone. That's why he's the greatest. I mean, if you want to talk about like the greatest radio, it has to be in the conversation. I mean, some people would say Howard Stern, but Stern, as I've said yesterday, he can't do the show without his entourage. Uh, you know, I miss had a number of people around him. Um, Larry King was just a, a guest show. And Paul Harvey was more just interesting stories and commentary. Rush was the greatest because not only that, he was just such a force. And he he changed, he took the mantle from Reagan and forever changed politics. And they tried to go after him. They tried to cancel him. From the early 90s, they were trying to knock him off the air. Think of that. Always on guard and richly rewarded and just connected with regular people and phone calls from, you know, Boise, Idaho, you're next on the EIB. I mean, just great sense of humor, the humor with the show and Operation Chaos. And, you know, he was just so funny and knowledgeable and passionate. Boy, and he could just tell a story. I mean, Rush, and again, I, I had the privilege of getting to know him, have conversations with him, he gave me great advice. He was generous with his time, with his encouragement. He's just a wonderful, wonderful man. And also, a lot of things that being said about him are taken out of context. You know, he, he could back up everything. They would lift things now. It's rotten what they're trying to do. But that's how they operated. But he, um, think of that. I mean, there's no one even close. He he didn't just save EM Radio. He, he defined it. He showed people how to use it. And he was just an incredible communicator of the medium, how to get the message across. You know, Rush used to talk about television, but one of the things he said about radio, he said when people would remember what he said, he said with television, people would say, hey, I saw you, but they weren't really absorbing what he said. But he said people would recite back to him the things he said and they heard. On the, He used radio, the medium, uh, like no one ever had before between some of his parody songs and his theme song. My city is gone by the by the pretenders. That was just you know as soon as you heard the music, you knew who it was. At one point in the television show, he was involved. With, you know he loved football, he loved golf, he loved cigars, he loved wine, and it is just um, it is just a sad day. I I really think you know Biden won't do it, but um, it's just a shame that he can't lie in state somewhere because I'm telling you it'd be the line would be three miles long of people lined up to say their final respects to just a uh, incredible, the greatest radio broadcaster ever. All right, a lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508 508- 336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508 336 7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor, or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801.
Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas high-efficiency carrier Infinity System, the energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Carry Factory authorized dealer. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL, system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401 351 7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free, financing is available. 401 401- 351-7600, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. <clears throat> we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. It's time for our legal segment with our legal expert, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It is attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, I want to start off. Um, I think like I think like me, you share the fact that um, I mean, Rush Limbaugh, I mean, the guy transformed the medium. It, he really paved the way for Fox News. And what a lot of people don't realize, especially now, people forget that, um, you know, the, the, the media bias that's out there it was it was always out there. But he was really the first one to start to call them on it and show the bias that exists and just pave the way from, you know, now you have Newsmax and you have Fox and just, you know, President Trump being Trump. But he, I mean, Rush is really the one that carried the Reagan mantle and, and the guy completely transformed politics and media. Well, he was an, he was an American original, John. There's never been anyone like him, whether you loved his uh, opinions or hated his opinion you had to listen to him. He was very listenable. Um, he was extremely quick. Uh, he was witty. He was thoughtful. Um, he would pre- present his opinions and set them up factually in a very unique way that kept you listening. Um, he drove the left crazy. Uh, you're right. He came into his own during the um, the Reagan years and really helped to solidify the Reagan agenda and the Reagan brand of conservatism. But it is interesting that Rush used to say that, you know, he thought his show was better when there was a Democrat in office because it certainly gave him um, a better punching bag to um, point out some of the, um, the, um, crazy things that some of the leftist administrations that we've had 
yeah. have tried to accomplish. Um, yep. It's 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 a loss, I think, for the oh. body for the God. body politic. Whether yes. whether you liked him or hated him, he was an important piece of the political discourse. Whether Big you're time. from the left or from the right, yep. he had a seat. He had an important seat at a large table, where many opinions should have been allowed. Many opinions should have been, you know, celebrated, if you will. Um, I, I think that. If Russia had been around for much longer, he might have seen some of this um, cancel culture thing going on, and yep. uh, there would have been an attack on his advertisers. I think that he would have been the last to go down, and he wouldn't have gone down without a fight. Yeah. But um, what he was able to do in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, yeah. um, I, I the left is coming for him and anyone who espouses a similar opinion. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll be difficult, if not impossible to replace. There's yeah. lots of Act folks out there, but there's yeah. no, no actually who, impossible. Actually no one, impossible to, to no one does it like him. No, they don't. Well, Tim, let's talk about and start off with uh, what we saw over the weekend. As much as uh, people are saying they weren't surprised, it, it definitely, um, when, as every trial does, and you've said this, uh, you know, it can go into different directions. I thought it was interesting on Saturday that initially Saturday morning they were like, well, maybe we're going to have witnesses here. They didn't go with witnesses. Uh, but I'd like to hear some of your thoughts on the machinations regarding the impeachment trial of President Trump. Well, it, it pretty much went as predicted. Um, the head count suggested that there was no way that the president was going to be convicted. Um, the evidence that was put on by the House managers was the same um, allegations without any factual um, research, investigation, or anything else. Um, it was an impeachment that didn't have any investigation. It was an impeachment that didn't have any witnesses. Um, how they came to the conclusion they came to so rapidly without speaking to anybody, without putting on any testimony. Um, it can be done because it's a political trial. It's not a legal trial. And the same was true when the House managers put up their case in the Senate. It was all speculation. This could have happened. This might have happened. Um, not really enough to connect what the president allegedly did to what the ultimate result was with folks storming the Capitol. Um, I think one of the most telling things said during, I think it was during the closing, one of uh, Trump's attorneys said that an individual gets more due process rights fighting a par parking ticket yeah. than the president got fighting yep. this, this um, impeachment trial. Think about that. And, and that lawyer was correct. You do have more due process rights in any courtroom, fighting anything, civil cases, criminal cases, what have you, than what the president had in this, you know, farce that went on in the Senate. Again, the, we've talked about it. The, 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 those in control right now, if they don't like the rules, change the rules. Right. To have Pat Leahy running the show here was a joke. It should have never happened. Um, the guy who is clearly biased from the get-go, um, the fact that these senators um, voted on a basically a party-line vote, that this was a constitutional proceeding, um, should be a historical embarrassment for everyone who voted to say that this was a constitutional proceeding. There were so many departures from constitutional standards in conducting this trial. Um, you would hope that the history books write about it, but as we've said before, it depends who writes the history books as to what's going to get in there. Tim, what about uh, <clears throat> the president's uh, legal team in that interview where he was saying that the reporter was basically glossing over that some uh, some evidence was doctored. That is true. They added a check mark on a tweet. They changed the year on a tweet. That they they did they did. Uh, you know, you can argue people can argue how significant it was, but they 
they did actually change some evidence. Well, they did change some evidence. They changed a tweet from 2020 to 2021, if I'm not yep. mistaken, Correct. to make it seem like it was more LinkedIn and had a closer nexus to these events than it really did. And um, I think the lawyer was Michael Vanderveen. Yeah. Um, he went on, I don't know, one of the... Network. CBS uh, online, yeah. <laughs> the CBS that that anchor got taken to school. Oh yeah, uh, that was a smackdown like you don't see too often. Yep. Um, she was essentially trying to say, well, you know, the 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 things that the house managers got wrong, they were little things like check marks, right? And the the attorney for Trump was not having it, like saying, "Are you condoning this? Don't you think this is important? Don't you think that the media should be investigating it?" Um, things that you know we talk about week in and week out that you know. There, there's really no reporting. There's no investigation. Right. Um, this anchor who asked the question didn't really want to let the attorney give an answer. I'm sure she had some producer in her ear trying to pull it back over to, right. to where, what she wanted to talk about. Yep. But uh, Vanderveen <clears throat> took her to school. It was really yeah. something to see. And, you know, that sometimes when you see lawyers doing their thing, um, it, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to watch a good yep. lawyer in action. It was um, rather satisfying. Tim Dodd, what about the fact that was a legal analyst in the New York times that wrote, you know, he, th- he thought that the whole angle they took was wrong. The impeachment managers to try to prove that he uh, basically was to blame for an insurrection. Um, I, his name escapes me, but the, his basic, genesis of what he was saying was what they should have done was they should have gone after him on dereliction of duty and said and and zeroed in more on the timeline that once he was told what was happening that he didn't do enough to stop it because they were saying you know that they even themselves said the night before someone supposedly planted some pipe bombs they 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 were trying to say he gave this speech and set everyone down uh and and it seemed to be easily deflected um what about that that thought that they they picked the wrong by the way this person was also saying he thought it was a very tough hill to climb to get it you know you're talking about 17 republicans to flip but just felt that you know they they kind of get into a rabbit hole but pulling all these old speeches out and fight and all this other stuff and he had been telegraphing for a long time and and uh basically saying they should have narrowed it down to like the timeline of what went on that afternoon well, I, I think that I think that the the guy from New York, the New York Times, had a very good point. Yeah. But you know, in part, that's what happens when you rush to judgment. That's right. what happens when you don't do your factual investigation. Yep. And you know, the 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 House was so hell bent on getting a conviction. Excuse me, on getting an impeachment. Right basically on a vote without any evidence, without any witnesses, without any facts, without anything, they were just rushing to judgment and they were just trying to throw this up against the wall and see if it would stick. We've talked in the past. I I don't think that the president's speech is responsible really for what happened. I think a lot of it was pre-planned. It was organized. um, um, And many folks are now being charged with criminal conspiracy um, and there clearly shows there was weeks of planning by some um, that they knew they were going to go in no matter what the president said or did. But the president goes back to the White House. He's watching this unfold on television. Right. He's got advisors saying, you've got to do something. You've got to make a call. You've got to get back and make a speech. You've got to do something. Right. And the president either liked what he saw yeah, didn't understand the implications both for the um, loss of life and the danger that um, members of Congress were subjected to. Um, I'm sure he didn't really fully appreciate not only the moral issue of you know people getting killed or dying from as a result of their involvement in this incident and the danger that senators and congresspeople were legitimately put faced with that was a legitimate yeah. danger yeah um 
clearly he clearly didn't understand the political implications of sitting on his hands when many would see, especially in the media and on the left, that his speech had started this all in the first place. Mm. So did he miss, did he simply miss it? Did he have a tin ear for what this would mean for him politically and historically? Uh, It's, it's, it's hard to figure how a guy that called it right many times got this so atrociously wrong. But even, yeah. John, if the House managers and if the House had um, impeached basically on a dereliction of duty argument, I don't think he would have been convicted. I think they could right. have, I agree. with their numbers, they could have impeached him for anything, just for breathing. Sure. But yeah. um, I don't think that that would have been sufficiently criminal um, mm. to warrant a conviction. But the fact is, I think that the House did pick the wrong target. Right. And, or, if nothing else, they could have had a two-count impeachment um, mm. for the, before the event and then after the right. event. Then Why the they, they put all their eggs in that one basket, and I think that yeah. was a tactical error. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more legal analyst attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110-508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's My Health, because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with our legal uh, expert. He's Rhode Island uh, attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, the lawsuits are still flying in the aftermath of uh, the election. And then even what, what do you make of this NAACP 
I believe uh, one of the leaders is is launching a lawsuit against the president and Rudy Giuliani as a result of what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. I, I still don't see in any way where this is where race is tied in with this whole thing. No, I, I, I agree. I don't, I don't see the merit of the case, but I think that the plaintiffs in that case, at least for openers, have got what they want. Um, it's another media report. Oops, the president's legal woes continue. Oops, the president's sure. been sued again. Um, every day, every week, there's new lawsuits being filed. Some may have more merit than others. Uh, I'm certainly somewhat skeptical as to how much merit this particular lawsuit has. Um, Anything's possible, but I, I don't think this case goes anywhere. But if if you're looking to get some uh, mileage politically out of something, um, they got they got some political mileage out of it. It's it yeah. gave the media something to to crow about, you know, for a few days. Um, it keeps the president on defense, if you will. I don't think he's going to lose any sleep over this particular lawsuit. Um, mm. I, I don't think it has legs, John. What about uh, the latest we're hearing now is that the Dominion voting systems, that they basically are their next target is now. Uh, and, and I like one of them. I think the CEO said, boy, he is itching for a lawsuit. and He's going to get his wish. But it's uh, they're now going to go after Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy. Well, yeah, Mike Lindell, you know had a had a nice little business going not a little yeah. business i think i read a report that he's worth like 300 million dollars yes. or something like that from selling pillows yeah. um mm. which which is a great trick if you can pull it off um and he's done it very successfully um he became a very high profile critic and uh, of the elect of the election of the um dominion systems um, and um, spoke frequently about his theories on the election fraud that he perceived happened during this election cycle. Uh, most recently, um, I believe he self-produced uh, what something called absolute proof or some pay. Yes. He paid, um, I think it's One American News for an hour, yep. of two hours of time to yep. run this infomercial. Yeah. Um, in it, he makes many, a rehash. Many, yeah. It's a rehash. He makes many <clears throat> allegations. Um, he talked to several people, uh, more anecdotal than expert. Um, right. Folks were on. Um, Dominion says we're going to sue Mike Lindell. Like Mike Lindell's already catching it. Um, he's losing. Um, Places where he can advertise his product. Um, certain media outlets don't want him on. He's losing some of his social media outlets. Um, so he's taking a hit from a business yeah. standpoint because he's being canceled left and right. Yeah. So, right. Dominion, so Dominion says we're going to sue him. Mike Lindell says, good, please sue me. I want you to sue me so we can oh. pursue some discovery um, wow. as to all these uh, alleged dominion machine voting irregularities now maybe he can prove the irregularities and maybe he can't but as we've said before a lawsuit is a wonderful place to really drill down and try to find the evidence that proves your position so far none of the trump people have really in in my view laid it out in an understandable way fact-driven and supported with, you know, other, other expert testimony or evidence to prove the fraud that they allege happened with these machines. Um, maybe they can do it. Maybe they can't. Um, and just like the house managers might've picked the wrong um, approach when trying to convict the president, because they picked one Avenue versus a different Avenue Certainly, maybe there's something to this Dominion uh, machine um, ability to corrupt them. And maybe it's true, maybe it isn't. 
But in my view, not enough has been discussed how in many states, including Rhode Island, we've had this absurd mail-in situation where everyone gets mailed a ballot, whether you ask for it or not. Um, There's no notary requirement. There's no witness requirement, all because allegedly due to this pandemic situation. Now, is that going to go away or is that going to stay? Because to me, nationally, that was a much easier Agreed. avenue yes. for, for committing yes. fraud than trying to manipulate voting yes. machines. And there should be more of an outcry saying, of course, the rebuttal is, well, you can't prove the fraud. Well, if, no, you can't prove the fraud if you can't really look at the ballots and see where they're coming from and if they're witnessed and if they're notarized. Right. But that, to me, is a much agree. riper area for rampant yeah. fraud. But can, that, can I that prove has, it? I no. can't prove it, but I know and it that happened. That has nothing to do with Dominion or Smartmatic, though. So that's the no, problem. But, but I agree with you. That's the area but, to go. What about that uh, Maria Bartiromo? Lou Dobbs and Gene Piero, they're filing motions for dismissal in Smartmatic lawsuits. So that will now make its way through the system where then, you know, that that motion will be heard. But if that goes forward, I, I think they're uh, they're way out on the diving board here. <clears throat> I don't think the case gets dismissed no. when when a defendant moves to dismiss a case at this stage, yep. um, claiming that there's no factual basis. The reviewing court um, in most jurisdictions, and I believe in all federal courts, the judge is obligated to look at the facts in the light most favorable to the non-moving party, meaning when the judge looks at the Dominion complaint against these folks, he's got to, he or she has to look at the facts in the light most favorable to Dominion. Yeah. So when that is the standard, it becomes a really steep climb um, to get a case dismissed at this stage right. before any discovery is taken. Yeah. Um, Piero and Bartiromo and the others are all saying, well, we showed both sides of the <laughs> stories. Um, we offered uh, re- reporting on both allegations of corruption of the machines, and we also offered reporting on, you know, Dominion uh, people and others saying that the machines were not corruptible. Um, Is that enough? It might be when it gets to a jury, but it's not going to be enough at this stage for the judge to toss the case. It's not going to happen. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Our uh, legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 521-0200. Make Henry Oil, make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. 0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. We're speaking with our uh, legal expert. He is Rhode Island, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It's Tim Dodd. Tim, local story. And uh, you had that story with the guy that he wanted the license plate. He drives a Tesla, <clears throat> which doesn't use gas. And he wanted the license plate, uh, FK Gas. 
and basically saying, you know, forget gas or whatever it may be. But the DMV in Rhode Island wouldn't give him uh, that license plate. He has fought it. And it sounds now that it's uh, made its way to even a federal judge involved. Yes. Um, the, the federal court here for the uh, District of Rhode Island ruled that the guy can keep the plate because the standard or the lack of standards is really what uh, made the decision occur. The judge found that it was impermissible for someone at the DMV in their subjective opinion to determine what on a license plate was acceptable and what is not acceptable because it was a subjective standard with no rules, no guidance, no nothing. um, The court found that that was an unconstitutionally vague um, procedure that the DMV had in place. So this guy gets to have his license plate. One wonders what happens going forward? Um, what ha- and I don't know the answer. What happens if somebody wants a license plate with just the F word or more vulgar things that one can think of? Um, will some standards be put in place which are not so subjective? Um, would it go far as to spelling out the words or phrases um, that would not be permissible to put on a license plate. Um, Now that the judge has ruled, um, it's like the genie is out of the bottle. What now can you put on your license plate? Does anything go? Um, I don't think she's, the judge went so far, Judge McElroy, in saying anything goes. In this narrow case, she said this plate is okay because of no normative standards but it's going to really create some havoc. You might be seeing some pretty wild (laughs) license plates out there pretty soon. Now, Tim Dodd, we saw a lot of protests over the past year, and apparently there was a George Floyd-type protest in L.A., and the crowd is there, and they're raucous, and the police are telling them to move back, and the police start discharging uh, rubber bullets, apparently. And this guy is claiming, this guy is suing the L.A. police, claiming that one of the rubber bullets struck him in the testicle. Um, does he have a, a lawsuit over something like that? It's obviously not as dramatic as if you get shot by the police or, you know, we, we've seen locally some where the, the Providence police have given out money to somebody who was maybe roughed up with, you could call it, say, like police brutality a little bit. But what about someone struck by a rubber bullet at a protest? There's two sides to this one, yeah. John. If this was a one-off situation where one guy gets shot in the testicle. And by the way, the, the testicle was just, he had to have it removed. Oh. So he's now only got the one yeah. and he's claiming that he's been disfigured. Mm. If it was one guy and that's it, that's one thing. But apparently there's allegedly like four or five of these cases, which have happened in the Los Angeles area. Mm. So now the allegation is that the cops are shooting towards the groin of males who are protesting. If that has any substance, um, certainly the case, this guy's case becomes more viable, but it also has viability from another perspective. When cops choose to use rubber bullets or um, in other cases, not here, beanbag bullets, um, they're famously unreliable. When you shoot a bullet, you know, it, it spins around and that spinning action when it goes through the uh, barrel of the gun or the pistol or the rifle, I should say, um, ensures its accuracy. When you've got these rubber bullets and other types of things like this, um, they are much less accurate. It's almost like in many cases throwing a knuckleball. Mm. So you don't really know quite where it's going to go. So it's not a great defense, however, to say, gee, we didn't intend to shoot this guy in the groin, but uh, you know, when you shoot these bullets, you really don't know where they're going to end up because it's like a knuckleball. Well, that's not a good defense because that means you shouldn't be using these things. Mm. If, if you recall, John, after it's a little off the track of Los Angeles, but 
after the Red Sox won their first World Series, I remember the story. Yes, there was a crowd control issue. A cop shot a beanbag bullet. It went astray because they're so inaccurate. It hit a girl in the eye. It entered her brain and killed her because it's such an unreliable method um, to to utilize for crowd control. In that case, because it was demonstrated that there was a ridiculous um, method to use for crowd control, that these beanbag bullets were so unreliable, the estate of that young lady, um, I know, um, won a considerable settlement from... I don't know if it was the city of Boston and the Red Sox. I mean, as you know, in those situations, everyone gets sued. Yeah. But um, this fellow in Los Angeles, I would bet, is going to um, get a sizable settlement from um, the city of Los Angeles for the reasons I've stated. Whether or not it was intentional, it's a bad choice of crowd control. Tim Dodd, is uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, is he in trouble over this whole nursing home cover-up. I mean, uh, basically his aide came out and said that they were reporting half of the numbers. As a result of that, he was considered like number one in the nation and that his plan was working. And then it turns out that he just cut the number in half. They had 15,000 deaths. They reported, I think it was like 8,000 or 7,800. Boy, a lot of this is a huge story gaining strength in New York. But could he possibly be... uh, There's one GOP lawmaker that that wants to bring him up on charges in some way. Well, everyone wants to bring everyone up on charges these days. That's the first thing you say politically. Um, It depends who Andrew Cuomo lied to. Mm. Clearly, he lied to his uh, voting public. He lied to the citizens of New York. He was covering up to try to protect his um, political um, legacy. You know, he's out there getting Grammy awards oh, yeah. and writing books, writing books about how how great he's been at handling a crisis. It's all phony. It's all a bunch of BS from his standpoint. Yep. But that's not criminal if he's just lying about numbers. Mm. It depends who he's reporting the false information to. Let's assume there was a DOJ investigation and he was providing for false data. Well, that could be criminal. You know, it depends to whom he provided the false information. At this juncture, you know, it's nice to say he should be charged criminally, and maybe that'll happen, but um, I've not yet identified a crime that he's committed. I think politically he's um, behaved in a despicable manner. Um, He's defrauded the public. He's lied blatantly. Um, he hasn't really tried to backfill and justify the lie. Um, I, you know, he's on the right side of politics these days. Mm. So, you know, I, I don't think anything's going to happen to him, John, wow. uh, criminally. I think, you know, he might get dusted up politically, but mm. I don't think anything's going to happen criminally for better or for worse. And finally, President Biden is going to unveil sweeping immigration reform, <laughs> uh, pathway citizenship, 11 million illegals. But Tim Dodd, a lot of times there's uh, legal challenges to these types of moves. Does anything stick out at you that might be something that, um, you know, Ted Cruz and the Republicans in the Senate or the House could start to challenge? They would have to do so um, and they would have to select the court uh, in which they attempt this federal court very carefully, because we've seen um, during the Trump administration um, Folks on the left knew just where to go to get restraining orders. Um, They typically would go to the Ninth Circuit Court um, out on the West Coast, and they would get immediate relief. Um, The same would have to be done here. Um, Joe Biden has been enacting a lot of executive orders. This um, wholesale immigration reform is I believe a bill he's going to put before Congress. You know it's going to get through the House. And you know right now you would presume it's going to get through the Senate as currently constituted. And I'm not here to talk politics, but those two losses that the Republicans took in Georgia, you're now seeing the implications of losing those two seats. Right. Um, 
whether you like what's happening or you don't like it, the political reality is those two losses are allowing this type of legislation to get put forth with a reasonably good chance of passing. Um, Is it legal to do this, to let people jump the line? Is it legal to, you know, make exceptions and create a pathway of eight years for some people and getting green cards for others in four years and um, reclassifying people um, in terms of the being fast-tracked or slow-tracked for citizenship? What will this do now for future um, border crossings of folks without documentation? Um, it's not just going to be 11 million people. It's going to be more than that. One would presume yeah. if this um, becomes law. So mm. I presume folks like Ted Cruz or organizations from the right are going to attempt to do something about this. But yeah. I wouldn't hold your breath if they're going to be successful. Mm. Folks, he is our uh, legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. As always, stay safe and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. You too. Take care. Mega Logistics. They're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300, MEGA, MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 401- 431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle? West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340.